right, tonight we'll be talking about salvation in regards of what's right, what's not right, how to get right, and how to stay right. But first, we're going to review our verse, and we're going to do it a little bit differently tonight. So I would like you all to stand up. Okay, go ahead and stand up. And when I say go, you're going to turn to the person next to you, and you're going to say the verse together, facing each other at the same time. Okay? Right, so you're going to do the hand motions, and you're going to say the words. You're going to turn to a partner and say it at the same time. Okay, ready? Go. All right, you can have a seat. Great job. Looks like this section needs a little practice over here. <laughs> All right. So in the contender skit tonight, we learned that just because you sound like a Christian or act like a Christian or because your parents are Christians, that doesn't make you a Christian, right? So you can go ahead and turn in your booklets to Thursday night. And you can see both pairs of glasses on this slide. You can write some of these in the boxes for what's right and what's not right. There's the truth that I am a Christian because I believe in Jesus and trust him as my savior. And then there are some lies there. My mom and dad are Christians. I have always been a Christian. Or I go to church. Maybe there's, there's some other lies that you've heard before. You can write those down if you want. Okay, so this is very important that we know the truth about this one. Because there's only one right answer. So remember last night we talked about how our sin separates us from God, right? We learn the hand motions. Sin separates you from God. And this is the consequence of our sin or what sin does. We also learned that we're all sinners and we fall short of the glory of God. There's nothing we can do to get to God on our own. So what is salvation? And in your booklet, you're going to see a lot of big words tonight. And you've probably heard some of them throughout the week. And some of your cabins are even named after some of these words. So if you don't know what they are tonight, you can learn what these big words mean. Okay. So what is salvation? We're going to learn hand motions to all of these. Okay. So salvation is to be rescued from my sin. 
You put your hands together like this, like you're shackled and bound up. And you break them free like this. So it's to be rescued from my sin and have a relationship with God. So you remember last night we did sin separates us from God and this was me and this was God. And then salvation does the opposite. It brings us into a relationship with God. So let's try salvation one more time. What is salvation? It's to be rescued from my sin and have a relationship with God. Let's say it and do the actions. Ready? What is salvation? To be rescued from my sin and have a relationship with God. Great. Right. So it reminds me of the other morning when Lydia was all tied up. Her hands were tied up. And she had to do whatever sin told her to do. It was like she was bound by sin. And then the Holy Spirit came and rescued her from that bondage. Okay. Um, then the next one is redemption. And you've heard that word a few times this week. And I think even Aaron talked to us about this word to be redeemed. And it means to be bought and set free. So it's like you're paying for something and then you're like setting a bird free. So let's say that one together. Redemption is to be bought and set free. Okay. So who did Christ buy? Us. Yes. And what was the price for our sin? Can you tell me? Yeah, it was death. The wages of sin is death right? And the price was too high for us to pay. It was, it required a perfect life and we're all sinners. So the price was too high for us. But what did Christ use to pay the price? I think you might have said it. I don't remember. What did Christ use to pay the price for our sin? Anna? Yeah, his sacrifice, his death on the cross his very own perfect life. And what was the result? Because of what he did, we have freedom from our sin and eternal life with God, a relationship with God. Okay? So Jesus' death on the cross is the money that God used to cover my sin, to pay my debt. And we, were we were redeemed by God's grace as a free gift. So let's do that one one more time and say it together. Redemption. To be bought and set free. Okay, Jesus paid the price for our sin. You can go to the next slide. God sent his own son, Jesus, to earth um, as a man. And he lived a perfect, sinless life. God solved our problem. We had that problem. We couldn't get to God. We were separated from God. He solved that problem in the person of Jesus Christ. And Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There's nothing we can do to pay our own price, on our own to pay the price for our sin. If we could, then God wouldn't have sent his son. He wouldn't have had to send his son to die for us. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away our sin. And I'm going to ask Lydia and Becky to come up. You can grab the coats from Zach here. All right. So last night, 
we talked about sin, and I asked you to go back with your counselors, and you all wrote a list of sins. Do you remember doing that last night? And then today, you can put that on, Becky, and model it for us. You can come right on up here. We, um, we wrote all the things that you wrote, all the different kinds of sin. Can you turn around? All these kinds of sin. I see cheating, lying, complaining, hateful thoughts, grumpiness, excluding people. I was really impressed with all the different things you guys listed. Okay, so on this lab coat are all the sins that you guys came up with last night after chapel. And they're written in permanent marker. No way we can wash this out, okay? So, and then we see Lydia over here, and she's representing the righteousness of Christ, okay? Pure, white righteousness of Christ. So when Jesus died on the cross, he became our substitute. He took our place. Okay, so Lydia, I'm going to have you take your coat off. Becky, take your coat off, and you're going to switch, okay? So Jesus took our sin upon himself, and he gave us his righteousness. So um, substitution, Jesus takes my place and gives me his. Can you do that with me? Jesus takes my place and gives me his. Okay, so Jesus took his sin upon himself, and he clothes us in his righteousness. And you can go to the next one. You guys can stay here. And this one is called justification. So God sees. Can you do this with me? God sees. It's not like God just was like, okay, I'm not going to look. Uh, I can't look at their sin. God sees us and declares me righteous. Okay, like this, we're like saying, yep, it's good. You're good to go. Okay, let's do it together. Ready? God sees and declares me righteous. So now when God sees me, after I've asked Jesus to save me and to take care of my sins, to pay the price for me, when God looks at me, he doesn't see my sin anymore. He sees the righteousness of Christ, and he can say, yep, you're good. You are pure. You have the righteousness of Christ. So because of what Jesus did for us, God sees us and declares us righteous. He sees us just as if I've never sinned. So the word justification, you can kind of remember it by just as if I'd never sinned. Okay, so let's do it one more time. Justification. God sees and declares me righteous. Okay, thank you. You guys can go. Becky, or Lydia, can you put that in the back so we can kind of look at it as we leave tonight? Okay, thanks. All right. So after Jesus died, so he took our sin upon us, and he had to pay the price for that sin. So after he died, he was buried, and he rose again. And that's what the power is that can save us from our sin, is his resurrection. He paid the price for our sins, and he conquered death. So Jesus is the only way we can come to God. John 14, 6 says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father, God, except through me, except through Jesus. So the cross is like the bridge to heaven. Without Christ dying on the cross for us, we would have no hope of going to heaven. So 
not just knowing about these things is enough. We must choose to put our faith in Jesus, to trust in him to save us from our sins. We can't think, okay, I'll do that, and then I'm also going to try to do these other things to get to heaven. There's nothing that we can do, only trusting in Jesus Christ. Okay, so the payment of our sin, if we choose not to trust in God, is eternal separation from God. But Jesus offers you the free gift of eternal life with God. Romans 3.23 says, For the wages or the payment of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it's a free gift that God offers to us. Trust only in Jesus to complete the payment of your sin. Of your sin. So the next part we're going to talk about is how to get right. So what do we need to do? Just knowing all the facts is not enough. Um, we have to believe and receive. So first we're going to talk about the believing part. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means to realize that I'm a sinner. And my sin deserves to be punished. I can't get to heaven on my own. I know that God loves me, so he sent his son. I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. That's all part of believing in Jesus. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. All right, that's the belief part. And the next part is the receive part. Um, Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So to receive Jesus as your Savior means to confess, to admit that you are a sinner. And to trust Jesus alone to forgive you and take away your sins. You ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and you accept his free gift of salvation. So when we do that, So once you've received Christ as your Savior, salvation is permanent. There's nothing that can take away your salvation. Nothing can cause us to lose our salvation. You remember how we, um, in justification, it says God sees us and declares us righteous? That means always. Once he's declared you righteous, you're always, he will always see you with the righteousness of Christ. Even after you sin or even after, so we will continue to sin. But once you've asked Jesus to pay the price for your sin, it's complete. It's done. Okay? So, if this is a decision maybe that you've made every night this week, that tells me maybe you're not truly trusting that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin. Once you've asked Jesus to save you, it's complete. It's done. You don't have to ask him to do it again. It's complete and it's final. But after salvation, we've talked a lot about this this week, we will continue to struggle with sin. But we know that God is always willing and ready to forgive us when we ask. He helps us to change from the inside out. This process is called sanctification. So this part, we're going to use the sign language and do set apart. It's like you're taking something and you're putting it over here because God has a special purpose for us. OK? 
okay? So we are set apart and to be transformed. This means changed, okay? Let's try it together. Ready? Sanctification, to be set apart and to be transformed. Okay, so first we're going to talk about the part to be set apart. So when we become a Christian, this means little Christ or follower of Christ. We are set apart. We don't live our lives for ourselves anymore, but we give God control of our lives and we ask, God, what do you want to do with my life? It's not always, what do I want to do? Once you become a Christian, your desire is to do whatever God wants you to do because you've been set apart. You're special. You're his. And you ask, what do you want to do with my life? And then the part to be transformed. God changes us from the inside out. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, he calls us a new creation. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. And it's like the transformation of a butterfly. He makes something beautiful out of our lives. And I love the verse Philippians 1.6. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in me will continue to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That means that once I've trusted in Christ as my Savior, God's not finished with me yet. Yes, I am saved. There's no one, no one can ever take that away from you. But he will continue to help me change to become more and more and more like him. I still need his help every day. And he's not done with me yet. He's going to continue to keep working on me and helping me to change to become more like him.